I, I, I was a dilly woman when I was growing up. I, that's a delinquent. You used I, to clean fish tanks for a living. No. Are you, are you I, juice bigelow? No. <laughs> Get the water snails, the ones right at the very bottom. The only thing that upsets me about ONR is the amount of Smurfs that are killed. Because I have worked in the same workshop as Ian. Everybody likes Disney to a point. Hello and welcome everybody to the fourth instalment of the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. Today we have a number of things we want to talk about. Uh, I just want to give a heads up early on. It is going to be a COVID-free zone. We have disinfected our podcast from it. Uh, using all the proper precautions. As ever, we are joined by partners in crime, James Keeley. Hello. And Ian to the Seeley. Hello there. And today we are going to be talking about hobby washing and detailing in summer. So in summer, obviously, you've got increased temperatures, you've got things like sunshine occasionally, and you can change your washing strategy to improve uh, your your basically washing technique and products and systems and methodology to improve the quality of your wash and efficiency of your wash. Um, we have a little disagreement in, in the house here because James, well, what's your opinion on washing in sunshine? Don't. It's quite simple. Do you have any other advice for people? I mean, it's, uh, the problem is all of the products that we use say do not use in direct sunlight. That is very, very true. But we still see people using products in direct sunlight and then complaining that they're difficult to remove or but the problem is maybe on a sunday afternoon you've got two hours in between your various other chores and stuff like that and those two hours you'd set aside to do your car and it happens to be hot and sunny i know you were saying that people who work or something can't wash their cars on sundays for some sort of reason i didn't quite understand what you were alluding to but some sort of socio-economic imbalance in james's little world no i actually said that people who've got spare time on a sunday can afford to get professional to do it Oh, I see. Okay, so it's um, so this doesn't apply to the proletariat. This is this is obviously just for the elites who who can take an hour or two to, to wash their car on a Sunday. Um, but I thought it might be useful to offer some practical advice for those who can wash their car on a Sunday, um, and and basically help them do a better job about it. So, James, what would be the first thing people should think about when they're washing their car in warmer climes? Well, the first thing is to try and find some shade. That's for me. That was that. That would be the the first priority on the list. Is try and find some shade somewhere, um, uh, even if it's half shaded around the side of the house. That could be the biggest difference. Yes, and I, I think that's key. Is that what a lot of the products say is that they can't be washed in direct sunlight. Uh, but there are still challenges. Even if your car's in the shade, if you've got a dark coloured car and it's ambient high temperature, or the sun has moved, and so basically the surface is hot, um, that is that's the issue. And uh, one thing might be worth mentioning is the dilution changes of products used. How would, how would you change the dilution of your products in um, to uh, work on, on a car in warmer climes? I wouldn't change the dilution of products at all because you have to follow manufacturer guidance for that. Just change how you, how you control the, the temperature on the car. So cool down the car first with the hose, um, keep rinsing panel by panel, working panel by panel, taking off the product before it has a chance to dry if you're doing your wheels. Do one wheel at a time, clean it, rinse it, move on to the next one. 
speed is absolutely a thing here, isn't it? Because if the product dries out, bear in mind, if you've got a solution of, say, shampoo and water on your car, and the water essentially evaporates due to the heat or evaporates quicker than normal, you're left with a more concentrated mix of the shampoo or whatever active product you put on there, which then potentially offers more risks. The, the other thing as well is people forget that most products have water in them. And when you let a product dry completely on a vehicle, you're removing the water you've added, so the, the diluent from, from mixing it. The diluent. That's the word, isn't it? I, I, I was a diluent when I was growing up. That's, that's a delinquent. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. That's a word, isn't it? Diluent? I yes, know. it is. If it is, well, I like it. I'm going to use it more often. It is. The, oh. we, we've used it in text before, so I, I mean, hope it is. Otherwise... Uh, better than an environ. <laughs> I think that's a new Ford, isn't it? The Ford Environ. <laughs> Rock your world. <laughs> Definitely not going to happen with a Ford, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, yeah, so when, you, when your product's dry on the vehicle, you're removing the water that you've added, but you're also removing the water that the manufacturer added when they produced it. Um, and when we look at things like shampoos or APCs... Sorry, some, sometimes you're also removing the water added to... The district by the distributor after the manufacturer that's manufactured it. Vicious claim. That's, that's <laughs> nice. We're getting, we're, getting, we're getting political, I think, now as well. Um, so, yeah, you, you're basically increasing the concentration way beyond using neat product. And that's important because also in a lot of products, the water in the bottle is very expensive water. Um, so, you know, it, 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 you'd be ashamed to waste it. It's that Second World War heavy water they use. That's why it's so expensive. <laughs> Straight out of time. Um, so in terms of dilution, just be aware that the dilution of your product on the car will change faster as the water evaporates faster. The other thing to talk about is actual product choice because there are some products that are better suited to use in hot climbs or rather some products also that are kind of a must-have um, if, you're, if you're working on a car in the sunshine. What, what would be, James, what would be your kind of must-have product, so to speak, for, for, for hot washing? Well, I think the, the first thing is to try and keep the pH levels as neutral as you can. Um, if you are going to experience products drying off, you need to make sure that the, pH, the surface pH is going to be as kind as it can be. You still don't want to let it dry. If you can try and keep things, things like iron removers or fallout removers, if you let those dry on the vehicle and they've reacted as well, the pH can go through the roof. And the concentration of pH, which we know is different to actual level mm -hmm. um, from the Labo Cosmetica visit we did, we can have two products that are pH 1, but one is like a 2% concentration, one's 70%. And yeah, and it's much more dangerous as a consequence. That's right. Um, the other thing to consider is your environmental stuff. So if your car is a dark color, it's going to absorb heat more. Equally, if like we are in a hard water area, when it comes to water spots, it's much more of a risk. Uh, James, you're from the north, and you were saying that up north, the water is free of any dissolved solids. It's it's sort of like liquor of the gods sort of thing. Yeah, almost. I mean, it's it's not completely free, but we run below sort of 80 ppm. So how, how do you chew your tea before you before you swallow it? Oh, we don't. You, you don't have to chew it. No, no. We oh, okay. We don't have to scrape the um, scrape the head off it either. You can't even taste the chalk. No, oh, and we don't get terrible. any of those nice little uh, blue and purple 
sort of swirly patterns oh on the oil the film either. yeah no yeah, we've yeah. got oil film here it's nice it's Castrol 5 what 40 I think that's about to say that's just when you leave the Subaru running outside from <laughs> <laughs> everything just coming out of the exhaust <laughs> <laughs> I like to run rich um, so um, Ian's just thought of a joke but he's decided it's not fit for podcast um, <laughs> which is fair enough um, certainly from a product point of view my go-to is a, a well you can have rinse aids and you can use spotless water is another thing that probably worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but spotless water, the brand, where you go and fill up a tank full of water from a big tank of distilled water and take it home. That's great for, obviously, the professionals, not so convenient maybe for washing your car once a week on your driveway. That's true, but you could. there are some ways of having um, purified water, so to speak. Yeah, for that sort of thing, ideal for home use. Uh, if you're more on a budget, is using DI resin vessels. Um, these are basically scuba tanks that you connect up to your garden tap it filters it through resin you're limited with your flow rate with it how much it will um purify in one go so it's quite pointless attaching up to your uh pressure washer for a massive hit of water uh if you're going to go down that level then really want to go to ro reverse osmosis and store it in a tank ready for use it all comes down to the amount of space you've got and the budget because ro's can get quite expensive yeah, the the other issue is the waste waste water as well because I think it's what's the percentage? Yeah, thirty percent waste or something on RO, isn't it? Uh, at is least it, is it, 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 it depends on the system. So I I used to use an RO system for fish tanks, which is where most people are familiar with the kit. You used I, to clean fish tanks for a living. No, are you, are you I, Juice Bigelow? No, <laughs> get the water snails, the ones right at the very bottom. I I did have water snails. <laughs> what's wrong with that? There were big ones though, big African. I haven't seen that film in a long time. Oh, awesome film! Is Rob Schneider still alive? (laughs) Did you say cake? (laughs) He is. I saw him doing like a. (laughs) Okay, so moving rapidly on, basically an RO system you can get for if you, for example, get some twenty-five litre kegs, you can put an RO system in there. But there is a lot of wastage. Can't remember the percentage, but it's significant. Yeah. The uh, just a quick note on the spotless water though. Um, My window cleaner uses it. And he only uses it for the very last final rinse. So you could use it at home in small quantities and maybe just use a garden sprayer to do a final rinse over the car, possibly. Yeah, that would work. I've seen some people put uh, IBCs or um, big 25-litre kegs of, of, of this purified water high up and then you just use gravity feed out the bottom tap. I mean, if you're going to go to that level of setup, you can go for a water reclamation system. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. you don't have to go as far as the, the RO filters. You do have to filter out... All the dirt that comes down in rain. And the frogs. So obviously every single raindrop has a speck of dirt in the middle of it. That's how yeah. rain condensation forms in the first place. So you make sure you filter it out properly. Um, For more information on that, you can watch Ian's own personal podcast on rain formation around dust particles. Available from Smith's. <laughs> Is W.H. Smith still alive? Yes, Smith's not, not the actual person. Well, no, the person I think he died a long not, time ago. Yeah. No. Our price, they're not going anymore. No? No. That's, that's depressing. I, still, I think HM, HMV are dead as well, aren't they? Or are they? Where am I going to go to replace my iPod? Well, where am I going to buy my cassettes from? <laughs> they don't have iPods anymore! Really? No, they stopped making iPod. Oh my car still takes cassettes. I like that. I've got cassettes. And you still car. use iTunes on your computer, we found out today as well, which I'm amazed at. It's, it's installed. I'm not saying I use it. Does it have a wax cylinder attached to it as well? <laughs> but it only exists in 1998. <laughs> what a great year that was. Um, anyway, so we've talked about the kind of spotless water, pure water and stuff like that. Extra rinsing, really important. And the point that you can use this purified water as your final rinse, and that'll help reduce water spots. If you do have water spots, though, there are various ways you can remove them. So there are products, for example, like uh, G-Technic WSR. Is it G-Technic WSR water spot remover? 
I think it might be. Um, there's another one from Max Protect that I think was quite expensive, but it was a, a good-looking product, and lots of people have said it's very good. But you know what? My advice on water spot removal products is Kotchami FSE again. I keep coming back to it. It's like I've got a thing for it. But if the car has just been washed, rather as opposed to the following day, um, it does a really good job when you're drying. So just go around with a squirt of that with your drying towel um, every now and then, and it'll help remove those white spots that have been bothering you. Why not vinegar? Well... Diluted vinegar. My go-to water spot remover is Star Drops White Vinegar Cleaner. Mm -hmm. Well, again, it just needs something acid, isn't it? It costs all of about three pence, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, for for a litre bottle. Home bargains for a litre, it was a pound. Plus, if you're having fish and chips at the same time, you can double up and uh, vinegar your chips. I think that's important. Who vinegars chips? It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Only chip shop chips. Nothing else. Nothing else. No, I, I haven't been able to eat chip shop chips since I was a bit chip shop chips. Chip shop chips <laughs> since I was about sure, chip, chip, fourteen. Chip. I actually worked in a chip shop and I saw how they're made at the back. Scars you for life. <laughs> kind of go back to sausage the same way again. And I need um, a jingle here to make an interlude. <laughs> but, but <laughs> exactly. I think we've got that one somewhere. We, we do have something on this machine, but I have no idea what buttons to press. Um, so anyway, that I think concludes our washing in well, what summer. Was you, what was your must have? Mine must have was FSE, and then and what, you just what, shot me down with your vinegars jokes. What, what was Ian's must have? I don't think I told you, did I? Um, no. What's your must have? Did I think about it? Oh, products. it's going to be something like ONR. ONR. Yeah, so I, I, I keep on coming back to yeah. ONR as a wonder product, but it does actually do quite a lot for a fairly simple. You talk product. about ONR way too much. Well, yeah, but once you, if you are, if you need to just have a, a quick rinse down of a car, quick wipe down of a car, and you're working a panel at the time, ONR is frankly perfect for it. Yeah, the only thing, especially that- if you're trying to use less water in the summer, because obviously after the uh, two meters of rainfall we do get in this country every year, uh, we still every have a drought. We still manage yeah. to have a drought. Oh, we don't worry about that up north. <laughs> we save our water. Well, that's because all your Drink water beer. flows down from Scotland, so you're you're, you're fine. <laughs> don't tell them. You're, you're <laughs> put a dam in. The only thing that upsets me about ONR is the amount of Smurfs that are killed. Did it kill Smurfs? Yeah, it's Smurf blood. Is that what happened? Because it, it came out about the time that Smurfs stopped. No, I, think, I think they just brew them in there, like tea bags. <laughs> so upsetting. <laughs> Dip them by the hat. So upsetting. <laughs> but I think, um, what's my must-have? Smurfette, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me it's rinse aids. So mm. I, I mean, I've always used them anyway, even the, the back to the old days of using the, um, what was the Autosmart one? Aqua Rinse. Um, they're just effortless, especially if you've got like a Karsha K7 and you can put the chemical hopper in mm-hmm. and then literally just turn it to chemicals, spray over the whole car with it, rinse it off and it's half dry already. But then you have, you have got to rush around with the, with an old microfiber, an old microfiber, a plain microfiber for like finishing it off before, no. before it all... No, no. Well, no, if it's, yeah. if it's left any of that chemical behind on this, what we... Yeah, but that's why, you rinse the very start. that's why you rinse them off. So if you if you spray it on through the jet wash, the dilution ratio is way down, but mm-hmm. it's enough to make the surface hydrophobic, and then you do a high pressure rinse to get rid of it all. I always find you you're always going to get some chemical trap behind um, sort of indicator lights and mirrors and everything like that with them. Yeah, but the, the majority of them are pretty low. I mean, it's, it's something you can control. You can go around and you can yeah. mop those bits up as long as you remember to it and you do it quickly enough. Yeah, but I think they're pretty low sort of reactivity, those rinse, especially sort of the bulk... Um, things like uh, CarPro's H2 Go. Well, that's very different because that that is that can be a nightmare. That stuff. Mm-hmm. I put um, what's the, is it? Hydro Light, Hydro Two. 
Hydro two, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what was H two go? That's the Oh that's the that's the window. Angel one. Angel X. Angel oh, was that yeah. the Angel X one? But yeah, Hydro two, which was is, is their sort of version of wash coat and gion mm-hmm. wet coat, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Wet coat, not can um, quick coat. Can coat something completely different. Yeah, I've um, I've come a cropper a few times with that hydro too. Sprayed it onto glass in sunshine and then I've had to machine polish the glass. Crikey. It's, uh, so it stays on there. Yeah, <laughs> stays on the car. It's great. It's great for longevity. But if you get the application wrong, same with uh, Future Armor. Future mm-hmm. Armor is a fantastic product. Yeah, if you actually get it on glass, yeah, that's it. Pipe, you're never getting it off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in fact, I tell you what. That as, as as a rinse aid sort of spray sealant to finish off the wash. That's that would be my must have. Would be Future Armor, I think, mm-hmm. because you just spray it on a wet car, spread it with a microfiber, rinse the car dry, and you've got sealant, rinse aid. Gloss enhancer, all in one, mm. and it's good value as well. Yeah. yeah. So, in summary, washing cars in summer, or in wintry, or in wintry, um, just hey. get them as cool as you can. Keep them in shade. Um, cool the panels beforehand with water. Be very aware of how fast uh, water evaporates from the products and increasing um, alkalinity or acidity of a product. Also, uh, be aware of the um, solids in water and see if you can reduce those to reduce water spotting. And also have some acidic product to hand that you can use to get rid of water spots and consider using a... If you need it. If you need it, If yes. you need it. If you're oop north, you don't. Well, there is, um, a, there is a website. If you go onto the Googles, mm-hmm. go onto the Googles, you can check your local water quality. And hardness. And hardness. But it, it lists off everything. So it lists off all of the minerals, the levels that they sit at. Um, you can check the PPM of your water. Um so do that first, especially if you just move to an area. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, shall we move on to news, industry news, car news, product news, anything that might be interesting? I will kick off. Um, there's big news from CarPro. We just mentioned CarPro, and I kind of wanted to mention um, a friend of mine called Craig Hall, who's run CarPro for a number of years now. An absolute diamond of a gent. Terrible um, choice in cars, though. He has a classic Mustang and a new Mustang, which I think are good choices in cars. If, he, um, if you ever catch wind of him going to a car show, avoid it. <laughs> He's guaranteed to wipe you and all of your friends and family out on the way out. The, yeah, exactly. Leave early. That's that. That is a fair point. But no, he's got he's got nice cars. And anyway, so he is moving on, um, potentially moving on from the industry as a whole. We don't know. Um, and Slims is taking over the distribution of CarPro in the UK. And Gordon Muir up in Scotland is taking over the kind of the training and the technical support side of things as well. I believe so. Um, I, it's, think, I think he's also taken over the approved detailer coatings supply. Side of things as well. Oh, okay. So he's, he's. I think so. Anyway. Well, Gordon's been involved with CarPro for ages and ages and ages, so he knows exactly what he's talking about. He's probably the oldest, and most experienced, most experienced. Should we say most experienced person in detailing um, in the UK? Um, Def- he's definitely one of them. Yeah. 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 And he's I thought he was just checking too. that Scotland is still in the UK. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just I'm not sure when this is actually going out, but. <laughs> Hopefully. It's always a risk. Um, so anyway, um, it's, it's, it's a farewell and a thank you to Craig for, for his service to the industry as a whole. Um, Is anyone asking what he's doing now? I did. What's he doing now? Nothing. Oh, he told me he was going into porn. <laughs> he said he was... Um, uh, he said he was taking... Are you sure a, there wasn't just the menu on the TV? He was, he was <laughs> taking a break, finishing off some projects, which I assume is desperately trying to make a Mustang go in a straight line. 
I'm just confused by this finishing off projects idea. I've, I've never achieved that before. Oh, it's, uh, it's something of myth and legend. So he's going to be doing that for the rest of his life then? Yeah. Um, and then, I'm not sure. He kept it a bit vague. I, th- I think he's just, he's, he's, he's just having, having a bit of a sabbatical, a bit of a break, and, and, and probably well-deserved. Yeah. Imagine having three months off to do whatever you want. God, that would be lovely. <laughs> and doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Staying at home all day. Yeah. <laughs> no, that generally does appeal. I could tinker. What other news have we got? Um, Cordless Henry. Ian's oh, we know. We, yeah, we did see a photo of a cordless Henry. Whether it's real or not, I'm not exactly sure, but it's interesting. I wonder if he talks. D- does the corded one? Well, no, but he's on a leash. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe, maybe the maybe the cordless one can take himself for a walk and speak. And well, well, James, you like many who've been in the trade for a long time have a deep and meaningful relationship with your Henrys, don't you? Well, the deep and meaningful relationship is that. They work. People having a deep and meaningful relationship with a vacuum is not usually something you, you want to broadcast. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they work and they're, they're reliable. And but they're do, made do, in the UK. Yeah. And don't, don't you um, like hot wire yours, fiddle it, so it gives you extra, extra suction? Um, and I'm not sure I'm allowed to Have you to put a supercharger from an E93? <laughs> so the, the Henry came... The, the early Henrys had a one-way switch. It was just on and off. And then the sort of second generation had... A low and a high setting, mm-hmm. um, which was an electronic switch, not a, not a standard rocker. Mm-hmm. It was like a push and release, and it put the high mode on. That switch was a failure point. So when we had ours repaired, the this person exists. We think he lives in a house of Henry's. <laughs> um, but the Henry guy that we used to have come out... Um, what was his name? George. <laughs> <laughs> He, was he was he green? Did he have a weird cousin that no one ever saw called James? No, but he had a girlfriend called Hetty. <laughs> oh, Hetty, yeah, I remember Hetty. And she wasn't human. Was she a wet pack? I can't remember. No, oh, she yes, was, she no. was. No, she was. <laughs> no, she just liked she was, a, she was a pink Henry. <laughs> she was a pink Henry. Pink Henry. Um, so he used to remove the switch completely and just set it to be on high constantly. Then the third generation Hoovers came out with all this new EC green... Yeah, sadness. Um, so the fix then was to order motors from China that were 800 watt and fit those instead of the Henry 600 watt. I see. So it's all about the watts. Yeah, but the, there's a whole modding scene that I'm not part of. Yeah, it's like IKEA hacks. It's like a, a mighty Henry mods scene. <laughs> That's another podcast series. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we've had loads. We've had Georges. We've had Henrys. Um, We've had pneumatics, which mm. don't come with eyes. That's a bit sad. Yeah, they're blue, aren't they? No, they're red. Oh, they're, red well, they're, they're like a grown-up Henry. Yeah, they don't have a face. It's quite unnerving. They have face gloves. They just sit in the corner like a faceless person. <laughs> um, but no, it's the same colours. So it's green, yeah. yellow, red, blue. Gotcha. Um, so hang on, what are the different colours for? So Henry, normal Henry's, Henry's red. So Henry's red. George is green. Charles is blue. George is green. James is I've yellow. never seen a Charles before. Can't that sounds you. like the Henry's butler. So a Charles is a bigger George. So a Charles is like a large wet vac or a wet and dry Hoover. James is a red Henry, but more industrial. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, when they export these, do they change the names to like local settings? Yeah, is there like a Spain Juan is, vacuum yeah. for the Spanish market? Julio and Juan. I'll take the Heinz Hoover, please. <laughs> 
Francois. There's, there's, there's the one, the, the, the dual suction one for the um, for the Spanish market, Jose and uh, Hosby. <laughs> don't laugh. Don't laugh. You're don't encourage, encourage him. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, they're great. The pneumatic ones are expensive, though. I think the um, the first pneumatic we got was about 400 quid. Cranky. And that was just a dry hoover. It's not wet and dry. Um, but yeah, they're great. Can you explain the big thing about pneumatic, the technology? Technology? Yes. Well, the, they're, they're still a basic bagged vacuum. That's why they're so good. Um, so you've literally just got the main motor head on top. Is, is there anything special about the, the motor itself, or is it just a nicely built machine? It's just a really well-built machine. Okay. Um, and I think that's why they're so good, because when you go to these Cyclone machines, I mean, we've got a Dyson Cyclone. Oh, oh I've got a Dyson Animal, and it's rubbish. Oh, I like suck up a single cat. Is that the one with the <laughs> Cyclone, about 12 Cyclones on it? Um, no, it's a, it's a cordless one, so it's... Oh, okay. Ooh. But they, you, I mean, ours needs emptying every two minutes. It's because it sucks up so much. They don't, though. When you empty them, there's virtually nothing. A Henry, when you take a full bag out of a Henry, it weighs about five kilograms. It, it, and it carries on. Right near the end, it'll start tailing off. Well, I, I, I love my Dyson. It's, it's not a new one. It's, I think it's a DC-08 or a DC-14 or something. It's, it's, it's oh, and the of... old, old ones that were still decent, did you buy it in the late 90s? No, you... no, I bought it in the mid-noughties. Yeah, well, well, it took two of you to take them upstairs, those first ones. We had mm-hmm. a DC-01. Or just one person. One of the early bought actually... ones. No, the very first one. The very first one. That mm-hmm. was quite chunky monkey. It was an But no, the ball ones were even worse because you try and take it upstairs and it ends up just spinning around at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, um, I mean, the Flex Hoover yes. we've got to play with. Um, Sorry, I which think... one? one the, the cordless one? Yeah. Yeah, that fits on your shoulder. So I think cordless, you know. Cordless, I, I cordless is going to be the way It's going to be the way forward. I say it's going to be the way forward. People have been using those little... Now it's actually viable technology. Batteries uh, at yeah. the stage they can produce enough power to make it worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I still like my cables. I, the, um, you used to have the dustbuster mounted on the wall in the in the uh, I know in the, the airing so, cupboard. Well, I had something called a garage vac. You remember the garage yeah. vac that sat on the side of the wall, forty foot um, nozzle that had garage vac or metro vac. Um, metro vac was the brand. brand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Metrovac always also do the blowers, don't they? They do blowers, and they also do in America at least. Um, they have hoovers built into kitchen units, so you literally go and stick your nozzle in the cupboard and press the on button, and, and that's a, that's a big thing in a lot of American homes. They've just got literally a, a whole house vacuum system that sits up in the attic. Yeah, and there's plug sockets like well, it looks like plug sockets put to the side. There's just holes in the wall you plug into. They're fantastic. Yeah, it's um, when we were in. Um, at the car wash show in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. they had some pretty fancy installed hoovers there, didn't they? They did. There was. Had a, had, did you that see the conveyor? The, well, they did the conveyor belt for the cleaning of pets as well. You literally put a dog in one side, <laughs> put your coins in, and then out comes a different dog. It was brilliant. But the uh, the wet van we saw that was incredible. Yes. But was it twenty five liters a second? It it had some. It had, I'm I'm trying to think of a polite way of putting or, or yeah. making an analogy for the, that sort of suction, but it was it was extreme. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, impressive so uh that's the sort of hardware section is is all about suction and cordless suction and, and james's love affair with henry um and i'm just trying to think another topic that i wanted to touch on was what do we listen to when we're fluffing our special four-wheeled friends 
Depends at what stage we're talking about. Go on, Ian. Foreplay, foreplay, pre-wash. Well, no, because I, if I'm not using machines or anything like that, and I've just got something blasting out into the workshop, I like to go hardcore um, Disney. Hardcore Disney. All, all the classics. Okay. You know, going through Mulan and Lion King, all those sort of things. Instantly, because I've seen a lot of this, middle-aged men listening to Disney. Is this since you've had children, or have you always... No, no, God, no. I'm having to teach him. (laughs) Come on, child, you might be one years old, but you've got to learn the words to Fantasia. Mm -hmm. No, not Fantasia. No one listens to Fantasia. There's no words to Fantasia. That was the only thing I ever watched. It gave me nightmares about pink elephants. Yeah, Fantasia's weird. It hasn't got Rhapsody in Blue in it, though, which is one of the greatest modern classical pieces of all time. Yeah. But it doesn't equal Hakuna Matata. See, I, I never watched this phrase, if you're wondering. I, as a kid, I used to watch Fred Dibner, World of Steam, or whatever it was. That was pretty oh, much my... Dibner. That was there's I loved a, that. There's a champion of the world. Exactly. He's, he's basically my hero. He sits next to JC himself. Who? JC. Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, actually. No. Okay, well, look, we, we disagree about this sort of thing. No, we don't. Well, we do, because I have an opinion. There's no, there's opinion no, there's no, there's no opinion. He's a dinosaur. There's no room for him in my life. Yeah, I'm talking about Jeremy Clarkson, though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He spent 20 years slagging off the 9-11. 20 years. Yeah, and? But to be fair, he's seven foot, so... He's, he's, he's not actually going to fit into a 9-11. No, he's, he's room only half... I went up to him, when I met him at Top Gear a number of years ago, I went up to him and said, look, my mum wants to know who's taller. My mum didn't even know I was at Top Gear. I wanted to know who's taller. He looked me dead in the eyes and said, but I think it's a dead heat. And... I, my legs went to jelly. He then he then grew another three inches as I was sort of barely able. I, I had serious sort of celebrity wobbles at that point. And then I almost walked into James May, but he didn't notice. It was fine. I think he was drunk. What what was more impressive, meeting Jeremy Clarkson or Vicky Butler-Henderson? Vicky's lovely. I, I actually worked kind of alongside briefly. So I, I, I know Vicky a bit more than I know Jeremy. Well, I just she she was there. in the front passenger seat. She, <laughs> no, she was in the driving seat at all times. Um, and that was up at Anglesey. No, and she's absolutely lovely. Um, and she, uh, it just sort of feels very normal, you know, all these celebrities and stuff like that. We have to remember that celebrities are normal people. Um, and uh, that needs Celebrities to have feelings too. Yes, they do. I saw Guy Martin at Auto Mechanica in, at the NEC when we were there. Who, sorry? Guy Martin. Guy Ma- oh, yes. He's cool. I like I, his facial hair. I nearly fainted. Really? Yeah. Massive fun. Yeah, no, he's a very cool guy. Yeah, the amount of years I've been going to things like Classic Car Show for the NEC, never see anyone famous really? or interest, never. Have you never seen Quentin? Quentin's always there. Oh, sorry, I did. No, no, I haven't seen Quentin there. I have he's usually flogging a warranty scheme, isn't he? He, 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 he does. <laughs> he, he likes to flog a warranty, among other things. But um, we had Mike Brewer came on the PBD stand in the early days, mm. and he was brilliant. Mike's good fun. I, I, my work experience That's why, thanks. I, I never came over to the PBD. <laughs> <laughs> Has he finished ruining cars yet? Mike Brewer. Uh, no, he's now doing it with Ant, isn't he? It's okay, with... he's doing it in America, so it's fine. He bought um, an old Mercedes SL, uh, like 80s shape. An R129. I mean, it's Mercedes, you're asking the wrong person there. Okay. Um, or 107, the, the, the 80s one. Yeah, 107 the, the, SL. the first SL500 shape. Um, yeah. Yeah. He bought one of those when he was doing it with Ed, and it was metallic brown, it had leather interior, and it had... Uh, colour-coded, brown-centred, BBS RS split rims on it. That's strange. Well, they're aftermarket. Somebody had fitted them. Mm -hmm. But they were like absolute unicorn wheels. And the first thing they did 
Which would not... take the wheels off and put st- standard wheels on He it. went and got that from Germany, didn't he? I he think was... so, probably. Yeah. No, I remember that particular programme. I'm a big fan of, of Wheeler Dealers. But no, he's, he's a very nice man. I, my work experience back in year 19... 90-something. 1940. <laughs> I was runner for top, uh, for the Driven programme, which was on Channel 4, and it was presented by Penny Mallory and Jason Barlow and Mike Brewer, and my job was essentially get chips for Mike Brewer. And he was... Full-time a, job then. Yes. He was, he was a <laughs> lovely man. They're all lovely, but no, Mike, Mike, it's an absolute diamond gem. Um, so, we're moving away slightly from the music for work. So, we know that Ian likes Disney. What does James like coming well, in? Oh, no, 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 sorry. Everyone likes Disney. Let's let's just not get this confused. I'll, I'll, and, and I'll just step in here because I have worked in the same workshop as Ian. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes Disney to a point, but when you're sort of fifth hour into a detail, <laughs> and be our guest comes on for the fourth time, so he, then you'll be at decon stage, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that all depends on the brewing <laughs> schedule for the day. <laughs> Yeah, no, I enjoy Disney, but I think it's, um, I think there's a limit for normal people. I just can't listen to, I, I, I don't find I can listen to normal music, uh, pop music, if you like, whatever, while I'm detailing, because it either distracts me, so I end up listening to talk radio or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm really angry, listen to LBC or something. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the anger. <laughs> Well, when I'm washing a car, I don't really do detail not being a detail, but when I'm washing a car, um, I will listen to... The problem is I'll listen to an old-school album that has memories for me, and then I'll end up in an emotional state because I'm rubbing something I like is it, Are we back lot. on Christa Berg again? Not necessarily Christa Berg. It could be R.E.M. Monster album. That is that properly... Is that, that pulls some strings for me. R.E.M. Reveal, too. Um, yes, there is a bit of Christa Berg. The soundtrack to Good Morning Vietnam is another strong one. Um, that's got Born to be Wild, for example, it starts with, and all sorts of other fun fun films on that. So, I mean, I can recite the entire speech segment from Good Morning Vietnam album off the top of my head. Yeah. It's quite a sad skill I have. That and most episodes of The Simpsons between 1990-1997. It's amazing you're not single. It's it's the stuff that sticks, you know. Yeah. All the, all the, all, all the, all the important facts and figures. And other stuff that sticks. James, what do you actually listen to? Because we got around, you were saying that Disney to a point, like a normal person... Oh, no, I don't listen to Disney. I'm just saying that... You can well, you do. You can tolerate it. No, no, I have to. You have, have to. to. Not by to choice. It. Yeah, I have to listen to it. Um, for me, I... Well, I don't know. I don't have a specific taste in music. Or any, actually. That's probably the first thing, is well, that I don't have any taste in music. No, but. I'm going to defend you from you. Because uh, when we started working together a couple of years ago, you recommended to me some sort of mellow, easy listening... I can't remember what you called it. Um, music. Um, sort of... A, I, I don't even know what the genre is. Oh, like the the chill hop type yeah. stuff that I put onto, or ta- was it Talvin Singh? A bit of both, I think. Yeah, Talvin Singh's incredible. That's like a, a Middle Eastern, um, yes. sounding sort of yeah. trancey type music. But for me, it switches day to day, and it will switch throughout a day as well. I'll listen to sort of old rock type music, like the Eagles, mm-hmm. or country type music, Muse. That's Muse, a really good Muse album. is really good for um, doing that. Black, it Black Holes and Revelations is a great album to do detail into. Mm-hmm. Um, or classic Ibiza music. When I want to say classic Ibiza music, I mean the only Ibiza music. 99 to 2001. Anything else is it's just worthless. Kind of, yeah, the, the tong, tong moment. Yeah, Oakenfold. Tong, sort sort yeah. of I, Ibiza 1960s to 1970s was mostly plate smashing. Plate smashing and donkey <laughs> murdering. <laughs> was it Greece back then? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and 80s, oh. obsessed with 80s music, sadly. Yes. Um, I was born in 83, 
Um, oh. So growing up as a 1983. Young... Yes, yeah, no, it would be. Yeah, just checking. Sorry. <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> um, so growing up as a kid, all I ever heard was the radio. The radio. My parents had the radio on on Saturday afternoons after shopping. So I grew up listening to Dire Straits, Level 42, mm-hmm. all of that sort of business. Um, so I switched between everything, really. And then modern music, you know, I like a lot of modern music. Even though I'm old. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they still make music? Apparently so. Oh, okay. Apparently so. Um, VH1 stops and I, I lost track. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with mumble rap. That sort of repetitive... Isn't that on CBeebies? I, it I, sounds like a CBeebies character, mumble m- rap. Mumble rap. The mumble raps. <laughs> it sounds like a disease. Oh, I'm not coming in this week. I've got the mumble raps. To be fair, CBeebies sounds like a disease. He's got, he's got a touch of the CBeebies. He's, he's walking funny. <laughs> the heebie CBeebies. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I listen to everything, really. But I think if I'm doing a late shift on my own in a detailing shop, it will generally steer towards sort of um, house music. Or uh, even uh, sort of in my early... Early 20s, uh, drum and bass was a thing. It, yeah, me too. I, I hung out with the drum and bass crowd, not because I was into it, but because, because I was... you were selling them all drugs out of your Subarus. No, A, I only could afford Peugeots in those days. It was duty-free fags mostly and, and illegal taxi services. So there was a slightly different kettle of fish, but they, they did like that, um, mainly because they, they were so high on, on driving was, was not an option. Um, so yeah, Probably drum and bass it's quite hard to use machine posture and throw out shapes at the same time. There is a risk of that. And also paranoia. I, the problem is, I can't, if I've got headphones on, I'm immediately convinced that I'm going to be attacked from behind. It's, I don't know why, it, it must be some sort of primal scene to that. But um, I feel very nervous unless I've locked the door of whatever room I'm in, even if I'm in my lounge. I've, I did um, a really late shift at CAD one night on my own. And that was, uh, you, you came to our old workshop, didn't mm. you? There's 4,000 square foot. So you destroy old. a BMW. Because you were stood right next to me. <laughs> but I was doing a, a really late shift on my own, pitch black, um, and mm. I had music on really loud, and I was working away. And why didn't you turn the light on? No outdoors. Oh, um, but when you we, the, we had the big metal halide, and when you've been working under those lamps for hours and hours and hours on end, your eyes start to play tricks on you. And I remember polishing. I had my back to the main shutter door, which is where the heater was. Mm-hmm. And I remember polishing with my uh, music turned up really loud. And out of the corner of my eye, I stood, uh, saw a, a, a tall grey person stood in front of the heater. <laughs> and, um, Next week on Most Haunted. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when I turned around. Was it, it a bit fielding? No, it was my uh, dicky snowsuit that I'd hung on the drying uh, thing. <laughs> what the hell is a dicky snowsuit? <laughs> you know dicky's the brand? No. No. Oh, it's, it's a work brand, so... Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it doesn't... Yeah. Manual, but, but manual can't labor. To that. It's a peasant-related call, call, thing, call, but... Call the oh, okay. it's fine. <laughs> Is it like a barber? <laughs> but for poor people. So the man who comes down and does your shoes. Is it tweed? <laughs> no, it's like a padded, a padded all-in-one okay. coverall. Um, I've, I've had a very similar thing before where I've had a, one of those um, tower fans... Sound, sound, and you're polishing away, and every, you know it's there, yeah. but you, 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 your eye just goes slightly to one side, and then you catch this thing moving out the corner. Right. 
What's yeah. that? Tools down, lights off, out of the <laughs> no, 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 I've done what I need for the day. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's finished anyway. You've left all the lights and the radio on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, be all right. Colleagues find you in the morning in a corner crying, wielding a Rupes LHR 15 Mark 1. That's interference. usually around mid morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when you realise that it isn't four o'clock yet. <laughs> Cool. Okie dokie. Well, we've, we've had a brief view into our, our, our mindscapes and our music tastes. Um, and so we shall be doing more interesting content for a future podcast coming out soon. In the meantime, stay safe, have fun, and we will touch base very soon.